Hello, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Joy Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a radio ministry, podcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. We're thankful that you've tuned in today as we're preaching through God's Word. We're praying God's Word will speak to your heart as it's preached and taught from the pulpit of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. To establish this among them, that they should keep the 14th day of the month, Adar, and the 15th day of the same yearly, as the days were wherein the Jews rested from their enemies, and the month which was turned unto them from sorrow to joy and from mourning into a good day, that they should make them days of feasting and joy and of sending portions one to another and gifts to the poor. And the Jews undertook to do as they had begun, and as Mordecai had written unto them, because Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, the enemy of all the Jews, had devised against the Jews to destroy them, and had cast pur, that is, the lot, to consume them and to destroy them. But when Esther came before the king, he commanded by letters that his wicked device, which he devised against the Jews, should return upon his own head, and that he and his sons should be hanged on the gallows. Wherefore they called these days Purim, after the name of Pur. Therefore, for all the words of this letter and of that which they had seen concerning this matter and which had come unto them, the Jews ordained and took upon them and upon their seed and upon all such as joined themselves unto them, so as it should not fail, that they would keep these two days according to their writing and according to their appointed time every year. And that these days should be remembered and kept throughout every generation, every family, every province, and every city. And that these days of Purim should not fail from among the Jews, nor the memorial of them perish from their seed. Then Esther the queen, the daughter of Abihel, and Mordecai the Jew wrote with all authority to confirm this second letter of Purim. And he sent the letters unto all the Jews to the hundred twenty and seven provinces of the king of Hazuerus with words of peace and truth to confirm these days of Purim and their days appointed according as Mordecai the Jew and Esther the queen had enjoined them and as they had decreed for themselves and for their seed the matters of the fastings and their cry and the decree of Esther confirmed these matters of Purim and it was written in the book. I know that's a long chapter to read but I don't ever apologize for reading God's word. And when we come to the ninth chapter of the book of Esther, we see the very first feast of Purim, and it's a definitely a time to celebrate. We'll talk, number one, about the victory, just two points tonight, and two sections of this text, the victory. The victory. God gave his people victory. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful to be on the winning side. I don't get tired of singing that old song, I'm on the winning side. And I'll just have you know, if you choose to stand with God, God's word, principles found in God's word, you will find out that you are on the winning side and victory is yours. I'll just tell you, you don't have to look very far to find people who are trying to explain away God, God's word, God's promise, God's blessing, and God's will from our society and from the lives of our children. But I'll have you know something. Every time you begin to doubt the 
faithfulness of God, stop that mess and turn right back to the same God who's proved himself faithful for thousands and thousands of years since the beginning of time, trust in the God, creator God, who gave us a savior and you can rest in him, rest in God, rest in his word. Don't apologize for it. Jesus is the only savior. The Bible is our sole authority for faith and practice. And I'll just have you know something, if you side with God, the Bible, and our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, you'll always be on the winning side. Now, I'll just tell you, when we first begin to read the, this passage of Scripture and we see all the wickedness of the Persian Empire and all the, the, the wickedness and lewdness and rottenness of a man named Ahasuerus and another man named Haman, we can't help but think, oh, my lands, it may be a bad time to be one of God's people, but it's never a bad time to be one of God's people. And if you'll just keep trusting the Lord, if you'll just keep trusting the Lord, you'll find out his way is right and he is faithful. Does that mean everything's going to be roses and no thorns? Absolutely not. Honey and no bees? Absolutely not. But I'll tell you this, God will give you grace for life, peace for living, and he'll give you joy and celebration for all of eternity. Hey, look, just stand with God. You'll be glad you did. We begin this book of the Bible, we think, oh man, it's a bad day to be a Mordecai when the most powerful man other than the king himself in the Persian Empire is out to take your life. It's a bad day to be Mordecai, but Mordecai stands with God. And before you know it, Mordecai is wearing Haman's ring, carrying Haman's authority and saving God's people. Just so you know, it's always right to stand with God. God gives them the victory. God gives them the victory. God gives them victory and God helps them to stand. There's an interesting thing. The sons of Haman. The sons of Haman. They all died on the same day. The enemy is conquered, defeated. God emboldens his people. Multitudes of people who had never put their trust in Jehovah God, put their trust in God. Why? Because God gave the victory. I'm just glad to tell you that if you live for God, you'll have the victory. I love to watch God's people obeying God, trusting God, and watching God do what God does. He proves himself faithful. Oh, it's sweet. There's so many things we could say about the first 16 verses of this chapter in God's word, but I'll just have you know something. God gives his people victory. It's always wrong, folks to rebel against God. It's always wrong to choose your own way and disobey the love and guidance and principles of God. Don't forget it. If you want to be on the winning side, you better choose Jesus. And when it all began, there was a very, very, very small minority of two, Esther and Mordecai. But when it all ends, there's 75,000 enemies of God's people who end up dying on these two days. But there's an entire nation of multiplied millions, literally, of people who are awakened to the reality of the power of Creator God the God of the Bible, the God of the Jews. 
And what begins as a minority ends in a decisive victory. Just choose God. Just choose God. Choose God's way. Victory. Number two, celebration. Celebration. So when we come to verse number 17, I mentioned that today's night's message is titled this, The First Feast of Pure. When we turn in our Bibles to verse number 17, we begin to understand and see what the Feast of Purim is all about. The Bible says in verse number 17, on the 13th day of the month Adar, on the, and on the 14th day of the same, rested they and made it a day of feasting and gladness. So on two days, on the 13th and the 14th day of the month Adar, they make it days of feasting and gladness. What's the significance of this day? It's the day after everything has transpired. I want you to keep your finger in Esther chapter 9. I want you to turn back with me to chapter number 3. Uh, Esther chapter 9. I want you to turn back with me to Esther chapter number 3. Where in the world do we get the name Purim? What is the significance of Purim? And I'm so glad that you asked because it's quite simple and it's, uh, it's fascinating to see. If you'll look with me in chapter 3 in verse number 5, if you remember Haman has encouraged King Ahasuerus to let to make everyone bow to him as he makes his way through town. Do you remember that? Haman, that rat, he wanted the praise of men and he had, he had made this decree that everybody as he made his way through town should bow down to him. But there was one Jew named Mordecai who would not bow down to him. The Bible says in verse 5, And when Haman saw that Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence, then was Haman full of wrath. You remember that moment? Verse number 6. And he thought scorn to lay hands on Mordecai alone. He thought, boy, this would be a waste of my time if I only killed Mordecai for not bowing down. And he says, so here's what I'm going to do. For they had showed him the people of Mordecai. Wherefore, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews that were throughout all the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus, even the people of Mordecai. This is that moment when Mordecai, when uh, Haman said, I'm going to kill Mordecai and all the Jews. So he gathers some counselors together. And the Bible says in verse number seven, in the first month, that is the month Nisan, in the 12th year of King Ahasuerus, they cast pur. You see that right there? So on the, in the first month of the year, in the first month of the year, they cast pur. That is the lot. What do they do? They cast lot. I don't know if they're flipping coins. I don't know if they're rolling dice. I don't know they're drawing straws, but they were flipping dice, flipping coins. They were casting lots to determine something. What were they casting lots to? They were casting purr. If you were to say casting lots, flipping the dice, they were purring the dice. They're casting purr. They're casting lots. You get that? They're casting purr, and here's what they do. They cast pur, that is the lot, before Haman from day to day. So they said, all right, this is the first month. Let's see, is it the first month, the first day? Nope, first month, second day? Nope, first month, third day, first month. They keep going until they've cast lots on all the months and all the days, and they land with their casting of lots on a very specific day. They cast lots on a very specific day, and they went from day to day and from month to month to the 12th month, that is the month Adair. How'd they figure out what day they were going to put all the Jews to sleep, or to kill all the Jews, I should say? 
They decided they'd kill all the Jews by casting purr. And so when it came time, after God had granted victory over all the evil of Haman, you know what they said? Since Haman said started casting lots, purr, let's name this great victory Purim. Purim. We named it Purim. Why? Because God gave great victory. Great victory. They cast lots per. The Bible says, verse 18, but the Jews of Esther 9, verse 18 of Esther 9, but the Jews that were at Shushan assembled together on the 13th day thereof, the 14th thereof, the 15th day of the same, they rested and made it a day of feasting and gladness. And they began this great feast, the Feast of Purim. There's a little bit of, of, a, of not discrepancy in this story, but if you pay attention, uh, on this one, the decree said on one day, the same day that it's been decreed for all the Jews to be put to death, the Jews can fight for themselves all over all of King Ahasuerus's provinces, right? But it just so happens in Shushan, the place where the king's sons live, and Haman had the greatest allegiance. Queen Esther says, we need to not only fight and we need the, the ability to protect ourselves today, we also need the ability to protect ourselves tomorrow. So they fought for two days. All the other provinces fought for one day. And so they come together at the end of this chapter and they celebrate two days of Purim, two days of Feast of Purim, the celebration. This is a fun thing to me. The celebration, the Feast of Purim. It's something that's still going on today. In the Jewish community, all worldwide, for the Feast of Purim, for two days, the kids dress up. They dress up with costumes. The girls dress up in costumes like Esther. The boys dress up in costumes like Mordecai. And the unlucky boys have to dress up like Haman. And every time a kid dressed up like Haman speaks up, all the children, they spend these little rattles they spin these little rattles called a gregor and anytime the Haman speak they m mute his voice with the little rattle and they cry out may his name perish <laughs> they celebrate the nation the jews they go to the synagogue for the both the days of Purim, they go each each day and while they're there they read the story of esther an interesting little fact. You remember all those 10 names of Haman's sons, how hard they are to say? It's the tradition of the Jews, the person who reads the record. They have to say all 10 names in one breath. Thank you for listening today to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a ministry of faith of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. For more Bible preaching, Visit us at chillhowiebaptistchurch.com or download our app wherever you get your apps. Chill Howie Baptist Church. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful day.